Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. on spring has sprung i guess not for the, the northerners but uh we got I, I one day a, of it uh, over the weekend saturday was amazing i had a delightful experience on uh sunday where i went and sat by the pool at my uh apartment complex and powered through about two-thirds of uh the book our band could be your life uh, and i went out I went out at such a time where I was the only person out there for a while uh, and then ultimately decided to, to bail after probably about three hours uh, when when the area started to get overrun a little bit. Uh, I, I am now fully vaxxed up, but something something about... Like it hit a density level where I was like, even though I'm vaccinated, mm-hmm. I'm still not super duper comfortable with this. Obviously, no one wears a mask around a swimming pool, uh, which is fine. Like that's that's <laughs> your snorkel. prerogative, and I think that's a a reasonable prerogative around a pool. But uh, that was not that was not the place for me to be. Uh, but but having that, uh, I don't know. It sort of reminded me a little bit of the way that I know I like to do uh, beach vacations, which is something I think we've, we've talked about back in the, the infant days, back when we were still in, in double digit episodes, uh, not the, the wizened old man that we are now. Uh, but we were, we were talking about this a little bit in the context, Pierce, of you letting us know that you are going back to the beach yeah and you know you mentioned the the whole one thing i've come to appreciate and maybe we'll discuss this at a later time but i i'm interested in for all of you is is sean you mentioned the pool and how there was a certain density of people that made you uncomfortable even if you're vaccinated one thing i've come to appreciate is i enjoy my personal space and the idea of you know maybe calling it getting back into the normal life the normal routines I'm not really keen to go to places where I'm I'm shoulder to shoulder again, save like concerts. I mean, even sporting events, it's not like you have pit seating for sporting events. You have a chair, you have a seat. Um, and so the pool can get crowded and, and obviously beaches can get, get crowded, but I, there's there's something like a nice uh, wading back into to the travel life, if you will. I think that, maybe a beach has has something positive about it because part of the reason you go is is it is an expanse of sand plus an expanse of of water which you know you can keep going if you want but but reasonably there's there's a lot of space going on there Uh, you know kevin you you've talked about a little bit as far as as is you know things that that you're you're comfortable with and and getting back to it I mean, is the beach something that has crossed your mind at all or, or even just like 
waterfront type things yeah i think the, the beach is fine like it it would be weird in that i would see a bunch of people but i think that's one of the situations where i can reasonably control the distance between me and someone else and it's uh, for, it's more about like what <laughs> how people are like interacting with strangers rather than like what my you know what my unit is doing mm-hmm. that would like I don't, make me nervous if i like i would yeah i wouldn't want to interact with strangers in the same way that I, I might otherwise would um that might take a while now and i think this is this is Ma- where max i will call upon you because i think you have more beach experience and the different beach flavors but I think especially in my case, because I am going to go to one soon, um, there there are things where you can go to a place like Virginia Beach, which is, you know, nominally a beach, but is also like a town people go in, you know, kind of like certain Florida towns where it's like, oh, but a lot of it is town driven, whereas I'm thinking more of the beach driven things. And, and when talking about the control one might have as you are not breathing into each other's faces because you're out on the beach, like is is that is that a a false thing i have in my mind or is this like can i actually move towards having some control as i start to to get back out there and and uh leisure myself which is <laughs> i think it depends fair. on on the beach and the the town or city the beach is in um so i actually i went to the beach last summer i felt that it was a safe covid activity with friends um as long as you drive separately you know, you can easily sit six feet apart, enjoy the beach, and leave, um, if that's something close enough to you. But I think there's there's two things there. One is obviously lodging, and I don't think we want to get into that. But if you have to travel for your beach trip, then all of a sudden you're talking about mm-hmm. staying somewhere overnight. That's not your home. And that's, that's a whole other thing. Specific to your question, I think it depends. Like, a lot of people say they're going to the beach, but if you're going to, like, Ocean City, New Jersey... You're probably not going to the beach. You're probably going to the boardwalk. And you're probably going to the amusement parks and eating taffy and funnel cakes and going to the arcades. And I don't think that those things are necessarily as COVID safe as you're hoping. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I mean, are you planning on, like, sitting on sand on a yeah. blanket or chair and reading or something? I, I I think so. I mean, this is part of it too. It's been so long. I, I definitely haven't gone to the beach like someone who was making decisions to go like ever. That has never been my chosen path of <laughs> vacation. I mean, I, I you know people go to the beach in college for a week, but that's that's that doesn't that doesn't really count um, uh, because that's that's like a group think mentality, and it's like we must go do this. So I think this is different. Like this is this is me yeah. choosing choosing to go, and I mean part of it is is understanding what one does because you know Max, you mentioned up the boardwalk and everything. One thing I do think of, at, you know, a vacation like this, um, especially in this case where it's it's not so much town based, but you, I think when you go to the beach, one of the things is you probably don't want to cook when you're there. You just want to eat fried seafood all the time, which I think is a thing that is best enjoyed on some kind of deck or something that is half outside, half inside. And that's something that, you know, reasonably you might be a little hesitant about. And I I see that as being one, maybe the one pitfall in all this is like, you can go read in a chair on the beach, but like getting fried seafood seems to be part of, of the experience too. 
see, I guess that's that's where it comes down to where you're going. Like like I said, if you just drive, sit on the beach and, and leave, in my case, it, it depends how far the beach maybe is for you. And if you're planning on mm-hmm. spending enough time there that you need meals beyond maybe a, a picnic lunch. Yes. Um, this is this is an overnight situation. So it's really the... just, yeah, it's, it's the activities that you want to do. It sounds like you're not just going to sit on the beach. You might want to go eat out and... You might want to play beach games or go swimming. I mean, I don't know. There's there's a lots of activities here that could put you in closer proximity to other people. And depending on the place where the beach is, the types of people that are see, I don't want, I don't know how to get to this, but there's certain beach towns that have vibes, and those vibes aren't necessarily ones I would think of as people that are going to be very strict with mask wearing to begin with. <laughs> So you I think, combine I think, that with COVID, yeah. and I just I don't know if those are places you'd want to be. Max, name names Max, ever, you, regardless Max, of COVID. Are you saying are you saying don't go to Florida right now? Is that I'm what saying, you mean to I'm say? I'm saying Gulf Shores, Alabama, isn't isn't at the very tippity top of my travel list. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think that's yeah. certainly quite reasonable, um, but there's you know, having also just sort of recently uh, returned. In, in some slight fashion to the world of eating meals in restaurants. Like, I, I don't know that, you know, I don't know that going to the beach and eating at a restaurant is appreciably more dangerous than doing it where you live unless there's just, like, a market baseline difference in how people act in the place that you're going. But I, I don't know. I, I, I think... I think, by and large, this is fine, and you're going to have a great time. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, my—well, let me let me actually get—my concern is, is less with the other people because I've, you know, I've, okay. I've learned in the last year how to, how to avoid them. Now, Kevin, you know, is there a concern that I am not thinking of because I'm so out of whack in, in thinking about, yeah. you know, my recreational time of late? Well, I, I, for me, if, if I'm envisioning it, um, and, so I have a hard enough time like reading outside and like enjoying the beach as like a relaxation thing that other people do, just in, in general. So like, I might not be the the best like baseline, but I'm still like trying to imagine me like sitting there, and I feel like I would be like a guard dog, and like every like my just natural reaction is like if someone like comes past me like right to my right, I would like snap up and you know mm. look and see like you know there's someone like close to me and yeah. I don't know. I just think that, that for me, there would just be people constantly like moving past you that I don't, and I'm, I've just been trained to there will freak be out. A, in that situation. There will be a crab, there will be a crab on your foot and you won't notice it, but you'll hear something that sounds like someone breathing out of their mouth and you'll jump. Up. And, yeah. So, and that's how we've, we've gotten reprogrammed. Yeah. So I guess my concern, um, it, which is a completely personal thing is that, not a worry of actual safety more of a inability to actually enjoy the activity yeah i think that's 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 really really good is like the the built-in anxiety and in being able to get that not saying it's good yeah it's well it's it's probably there and i think part of it is is you if you're with a bunch of people you may not know like the anxiety level so maybe you are the most anxious maybe you are the jerk in the group or whatever but also if if like you being anxious turns it on for other people 
like should you try to tone it down because it's like well that's kind of a survival instinct so so maybe i shouldn't and i I think that that's that's a hard calculus so i would i would imagine the thing to do is to have like have a conversation with everybody beforehand and be like all right this is this is when we we pull the plug or this is when we move the umbrella so to speak yeah not that like not that anybody was going on on excursions with groups of people before and just not giving any thought to who they were going with at all but like it it is certainly an an added layer of of thing that you've had to think about in the last year and change is like are are the the people that i'm i'm doing this with like are they taking this as seriously as i am am i taking it as seriously as they are as am i taking it too seriously and like I, I don't know. It's um it's I mean it, it you know where it's it's it, you framed it right there. It's it's a different it's it's managing a different risk before it might have been hey, you're traveling with people and you actually have to worry about the security deposit because they might do something stupid. And now if they do something stupid, it's it's you know, a, an untreatable plague potentially that that is brought upon you. So I mean, it's it all comes down to I think framing framing like framing where you're going and stuff to to Max's Max's unsaid point. Like there are certain towns that are known for the town and certain certain places that are known for for the the beach or outdoor activities. I do think untreatable plague might be a skosh strong. We we mm-hmm. have gotten sort of conditioned in how we think about this. Uh, because in many ways in America it has been an untreated plague, but uh, that doesn't really mean it's untreatable. Um, so I don't know if that affects your decision on whether or not to go to, <laughs> go to the beach with your friends at some point. Uh, the fact that semantics are the way we're, we're tiptoeing around to the word plague, it doesn't make me feel better. But Nor one, thing that, one thing that could make me feel better... Um, is that, you know, we mentioned some of these concerns with, with other people, but, you know, ultimately I have some concerns with myself. And it's not just the anxiety of, like, being comfortable, but it is, ironically, the beach can be, even if you're with other people, if you're just relaxing, it can be a very solitary experience, which I think I've gotten better at in the past year. But, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know, I just think that I will be very angsty about sitting down and just looking at a, a book or whatever for, for that long time. Cause it's, it's not something I normally do on vacation. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm used to, uh, you know, walking around a city or going to sites. I mean, Max is someone who I, I, you know, has the beach experience and also does a lot of walking around cities. Like how do I just turn it off and sit? <laughs> um, well, you don't have to necessarily turn it off and sit, but I would say to answer your question, just lather up in sunscreen and, and enjoy the, the heat of the sun. And if you want to read, you can read. Make sure you have uh, uh, a nice cooler full of cold drinks and maybe some food. I think you'll you'll figure it out pretty quick. Um, in terms of what you're saying, you don't have to do that. I mean, how many people are you traveling with? There's There's plenty of beach activities that... I mean, you could do even alone, but if you want, I mean, you can play beach bocce with two people. You can play uh, spike Ooh. ball with four people. You can play volleyball. You can just bring a football and play catch. 
Oh, um, I'm, you I'm can actually play braining this down. Polish horseshoes have... or can jam. You can play frisbee. Sorry, what you is Polish horseshoes? But yeah, <laughs> let's not bury the point. The real topic of the podcast is what are Polish horseshoes? I, I was not aware that there were different ethnic varieties of horseshoes. <laughs> uh, so Polish horseshoes is a frisbee game where you basically take a, you take two ski poles and you put them in the uh, sand upside down and then you put a beer bottle or beer can on top and then you try to hit it off with a frisbee and your partner tries to it's similar have you played can jam it's sort of like can jam sure yeah but a little more like a smaller target i don't remember the exact rules but um we played it at like family reunions yeah essentially we played it at at, like family time at the beach my family has you know some beach house uh that sounds fun we spent a lot of time i don't i don't know why we had to besmirch the, the Polish people by um, calling it but Polish you, you, can, you can body but... surf you can try to surf surf you can get a boogie board you can get one of those skim boards that just kind of skims along the water I mean Ooh. there's so many activities that you can do you don't have to just sit there and, and take in the sun if you don't want if that's not yeah. your personality I think you can definitely still enjoy the beach with yeah. other activities or alternatively if you want to embrace the solitary stuff you can you can do things like you know I don't know when exactly you're going, but like if you had a book that you were really jazzed about reading, like don't read it now, save it for the beach. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can do a lot of things to to make, uh, you know, a, a beach trip or or the, just the kind of trip that you weren't, you know, not super used to anymore. Like you can you can improve it for yeah. yourself pretty easily in in those kind of ways. I think. And I think ultimately, what it is, I mean, even if it's even if it's something like you know playing bocce or can't jam or, or whatever, um, those those are just kind of activities you do, and I think part of it is getting back to something we've discussed before, which is sometimes it's okay to do nothing because it makes you feel feel good. I, I mean, I I just think that that that's something that of late, uh, well. I'm th- in thinking about it, it seems a struggle because it's just not something I've done. But like reading because it feels feels good, you know. I think I should give myself time to to do that. Um, you know, Kevin, I I know that you've talked about like uh, later in this year you'll you'll do a good bit of of traveling, um, you know, with with purpose. But but have you? I mean, have you thought about that at all? Like being able to to do these things, just just cause and in, in, in just for for the sake of enjoyment as opposed to like I'm going to like I mean honestly going on a hike going on a hike is even though it feels like oh this is just something fun to do it is also there there is there's a start and an end to it there's there's very much a goal and this feels different in a way yeah it yeah I'm not always the, the best at that either like even if I go on a hike and I'm going on a hike just because I want to like I'll find myself saying oh the weather's nice this weekend I should make sure that I like go out and go out and get on a hike and mm-hmm. um you know Julie and I are actually considering um whether we're trying to fit in like a pre-honeymoon before our wedding um but given like all of our um the fact that we're, we're going to be relocating and stuff it we're now just taking a step back and being like, you know what, maybe it makes sense to just not do that and to just give ourselves, you know, four days to, to, to catch our breath. So it in this case, it's kind of like doing the opposite of, like, instead of trying to go somewhere 
to sit and relax. We're mm-hmm. thinking maybe we, we could just sit and relax, you know, <laughs> yeah. where we're at. The staycation. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and even I was thinking of that very term, Sean, but, you know, the staycation, which when I've done it in the past, it'll be like I take a day off. And it's like, I'm going to go do the thing that I meant to do. And I almost like I feel bad for, for not doing it. And and I think part of it is, you know, Kevin, you make a good point. It's like just, just stopping and like catching your breath seems like a really good term for that. But it's also with the hike thing, it's like, oh, there's a box. I need to check it. And it's it's not just not checking boxes, but it's also the sheet that has the boxes on it. Throw that out. Just don't even don't even set an itinerary. I think maybe that's the the scary part for me. I, so so I, I think that I think you've maybe sort of inadvertently hit on on something a little bit, which is I think that I think that one of the things that I, I've learned about in the last year is that doing stuff in in this world requires both simultaneously more planning and research on the front end more not necessarily setting a structure but more like making sure you have a really good idea of what what things are available that you can do or feel comfortable doing but then also simultaneously more flexibility to be willing to scrap that and and go with the flow based on what conditions present themselves like i i think that and i think that that's i think that that's the same here like taking taking time off taking a vacation like that should never feel like homework or errands or chores or like things you have to get done mm-hmm. but at the same time like if you if you have concerns about the possibility of, you know, catching it or catching and or transmitting a, a, a plague, like that that requires a little bit of legwork on the front end. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Sean on that. I think you can plan some stuff out. I mean, I think you want to have a checkbox for the for the beach proper. You gotta have, like I said, sunscreen and cold beverages, whatever that is your choice. Water beer soda lemonade iced tea vodka who cares just something cold refreshing and sunscreen everything else on the beach just do as you feel but i think to sean's point you could you could do some research also and find some activities that that you think are going to be covid safe and then have that in the back pocket in case you want to do something else i'm thinking things like outdoor dining you might be comfortable with uh mini there's a lot of mini golf places near beach places um i think outdoor mini golf is probably very covid safe um because i don't think they can transmit on the handles and i don't know they probably you know have some theater where they spray them down or whatever but things like oh, that, that can that's be really what it is. Fun. hygiene um, theater that's the word hygiene yes. theater i like i like yeah. that yeah but like find you know find a find a local brewery that'll sell you some cans and and figure out you know figure out what local deli makes the best sandwiches and like get stuff to have a beach picnic from there like that's that's super easy. That's a like a no. That's not even a low stress situation. That's a no stress situation. <laughs> no, this that that's that's accurate. Now now I'm having deli thoughts, but you know also also, <laughs> Those are the also best this thoughts. might be uh, also I, this might be the time where I actually just buy a bocce set. This is a thing oh. that should probably. Oh, I I own. just got one at Target. It was only twenty five dollars. Boom! I've used it once. 
Yeah. So yeah, I, I'll I'll have to. I don't think I'm going to become a beach person, but I I do think it is important to, you know, take take dip a toe back in the um the this whole you know leisure and recreation time, uh, especially with with other people. I mean, fortunately, yeah. I'll be fully fully jabbed up by then, and as will everybody else I'm traveling with, which which makes it easier. But you still have to go. Am I am I just am I just appreciating that I've had all this personal space for so long, or am I still hesitant about about the risks? And so I mean, to the point, it's like if you set up enough infrastructure that you don't have to get those have those stressful decisions, you'll you're you're gonna have a, a better time. Well, and neither of those are wrong. They're also not incompatible with each other. Like I, you you can have both of those things at the same time. Uh, like in a lot of ways, uh, I, there have, there have been plenty of times in the last year where, uh, the isolation of living alone and, you know, being kind of cut off, but being in grad school and being cut off from the people that I was in school with was a very stressful experience. But there also have been times where I'm like, this is really great that I have all of this time to myself that I can, you know, get back into things that I, I like doing and, and don't always give myself the time to do when I've got, you know, normal activities going on and I'm going to, to class or I'm going to work in an office. And so like, I, I think that, I think that if there is an errand, or a chore that you have for yourself. And it's not not just about this beach trip. It's about it's the errand that all of us have now over the next year, which is to like rediscover the balance of those things and figure out where are the places that you know, I've learned I want more time to myself and where are the places that I'm really excited to barrel back into something resembling my old social life or my new social life whatever that may be so yeah i don't i don't think it has to i don't think it has to be something that's very daunting i think it actually is is kind of exciting and full of possibilities so you know enjoy your beach trip i'm a little i'm a little jealous i would love to i would love to go uh sit out in the hot sun and and barrel through books on my kindle yeah oh uh, that that was gonna be my last question is is the kindle the move for beach reading i, I was gonna say not hardcover books was was kind of my well, thought. definitely not hardcover books i would say the the beauty of the kindle is that you can get hooked up with the libby app mm-hmm. uh and borrow ebooks from your local public library yes so i would i would say that that is i would say that that's a a really nice thing okay uh do we have any any final things we want to get out there um don't be afraid or embarrassed to build a sand castle or just play in the sand with your hands. You're never too old to do that, and it's really fun. It can be cathartic. It can be relaxing. You can even just rake it into a little zen garden, or you can build a big castle. Um, and if anyone judges you, they're wrong. Yeah, they're 
there will i i said that everyone will be vaccinated one person will not be vaccinated it will be a, a, a small person who's between two and three so actually i'll not need an excuse to to get in there and put my hands in the sand love it that sounds great uh okay well uh now that now that we've uh, we've worked through that uh for and with you uh let's let's move on to pierce sorry so uh, what are you apologizing for today uh going right back into things that people stress and and get anxious about this this time of year and actually every year for for that matter um uh so i was doing my taxes and uh i i had <laughs> i had completed um I was I was logging back in to just do my state ones because I had completed my federal federal stuff. I just hadn't filed it yet, but I was ready to go back in. The good news is, in redoing it, um, I ended up uh, cutting down on my uh, you know how much I owed the government a bit. Um, the The downside is that uh, I the reason I had to redo it, and my apology is for the loud cursing I did upon figuring this out. I did not actually save it anywhere on my computer. I, I thought I had saved it. I, I know I clicked the save button, but I think that there was an error when it was saving. So, I mean, it, it honestly took 15, 20, 30 minutes, and I did it while watching basketball, so it was totally fine. But, like, as always, just, like, reading, and this is not even the first time this year I've had to apologize for not saving a file. Of all the files to save, save your tax return file because you don't want to do it again and you you're going to have to find all those documents again and this is a process that is made to be difficult so make it easier on yourself save your tax file don't don't curse and and scare the people and animals in your house okay um all right well then we can uh we can close the show with a big idea from pop culture and uh Piercy will already be familiar with this one, as it is the uh, the book that I have been frantically sending you screenshots from for the last <laughs> two days. Uh, I just finished, maybe this morning, um, a book called How to Watch Basketball Like a Genius. And the author is a guy named Nick Green, who writes... Uh, among other places for Slate. Uh, but he's like a, he's a big basketball fan. And the conceit of the book is that each chapter involves talking about some aspect of the sport and then also talking to a person who has a, a field of expertise that is not has nothing to do with basketball but can actually be sort of connected to to the game in some way. So the very first chapter, uh, Green delves into the the you know the invention of the game of basketball, and you know back in 1891 I want to say, uh, and and James Naismith's original 13 rules, and uh, then he takes that and he goes and talks to people that design games for a living not so much like computer games but the kind of games that you might play you know more in in the physical world and like talks to them about how 
the the paradox of of, of these things is that rules and restrictions are actually what allow you the great freedom to explore uh, a, a new game. Uh, but I think my personal favorite chapter is the one about Wilt Chamberlain. And Wilt Chamberlain uh, was one of the greatest basketball players ever, uh, but he was uh, not particularly well-liked. Uh, he was perceived as, as a, a, a bit of a, a stat hog. Um, and uh, so one year he decided to show everyone by deciding that he was going to lead the NBA in assists. It's still the only time in history that a center has ever led the league in assists. But in the playoffs, they the Sixers lost a game by nine an elimination game by nine points where he only took four shots the entire game uh and uh he just like did not understand why why that didn't work out for him and he blamed his teammates and so green talks to a couples therapist about the idea of per performative unselfishness uh but he also includes a passage where he talks about reading Chamberlain's autobiography Wilt and I just it tickles me so much and, and so so I'm gonna give you a, a couple lines Chamberlain is a charming and erudite megalomaniac and if you've ever wanted to read hundreds of pages detailing how great he was then this is definitely the book for you hell I'd recommend it to those who don't care to learn about his glamorous lifestyle and various triumphs Wilt is still a remarkably entertaining book he portrays himself as both the main character of mid-century America and a bemused loner who just wants to hang out in his mansion festooned in ethically sourced Arctic wolf hair. So, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, very strange dude. Uh, Wilt is maybe going on my list. Maybe, Pierce, you should figure out if you can get a hold of a copy of it for your beach trip. Um, but but anyway, I, I would, would highly recommend if you are interested in basketball in any way, uh, how to watch basketball like a genius. Yeah, as, um, in, as in you were talking... Where, uh, oh, sorry. I was just, as you were talking, I requested it to be nice. transferred to my library. So Love it. Uh, in that game where Chamberlain took four shots, do you know how many assists he had? I don't offhand. Okay. That's not important, Max. It's it's I, about the performative unselfishness that that caused that couple that that relationship to falter. But but there is you know what there is uh, there is another interesting tidbit, which is that that I believe was either the last or one of the last years that the NBA's assist leader was determined not by assists per game but by total assists. Oh. Uh, let's let's just say that the Wilt Chamberlain had many complexes, and mm. and one of his uh, one of his complexes was uh, believing that uh, things were being rigged against him. He he really believed that 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 shift uh, was designed t to prevent him from uh, from succeeding or prevent him from leading the league and assists again. It's just like what a what a weird. What a weird guy who was really, really great at something, but never quite figured out 
how to reliably deploy that greatness in service of like achieving the actual highest goals of the sport, which usually are to win a championship. He won two, but he played at a time when everybody else was like a plumber. Like guys smoked cigarettes in the locker room at halftime. Like he should have won. He should have had Bill Russell's career where he won 11 titles in 13 seasons. He was he was proto Shaq. He was Shaq mm-hmm. if Shaq played against the guys that you play against at your YMCA. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe how did that not him, work out? But he, you know, he did have an interesting and heroic life. And maybe if he had been in Boston, they would have named the tunnel after him since, you know, they couldn't be bothered to name it after Bill Russell as, uh, sorry. As, I t- as soon as you mentioned Bill Chamberlain, I kind of just tuned out for, um, <laughs> Are we talking about Bill Russell next week? Yeah, I, I oh guess so. God. I guess so. We can no. uh, we can uh, dredge, dredge up. Uh, was it Tommy Henson who who always complained about them not naming the the tunnel after uh, Bill Russell? We can add we can add that to the pile of uh, Boston sports things we will never discuss on this podcast, like whether or not Julian Edelman is going to be a Hall of Famer. That I cannot truly cannot and, believe. And, and on that note, before anyone's head explodes, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's that's a good thing because I, I got sucked into that discussion this morning and I don't need to get sucked into it again. So that is the end of the podcast. You can find us at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com or on your podcast app of choice. Please do us a favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. Max. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks.